Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. about how we turn um, the idea of a 15-hour live social media content takeover into a fantastic program. We put it together in six weeks, and we just wanted to walk through our best practices. So, uh, uh, Sarah, you want to tell us what we're going to do over the next hour? Totally. So, for the first 15 minutes, you are going to learn how to define what a social media takeover is. We're going to go through all of the details. Um, at 15 minutes, we're going to tell you about how you can efficiently and effectively draft an outline of your content to do a social media takeover on your own channels. At 30 minutes, man, this one this one could go the whole time. You're <laughs> going to learn about content delegation so and yeah, deadlines and how all of that works together so that you can do a project of this magnitude and keep your head again above water and to round out the 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 hour who wrote this by the way you're going to learn how to spread the icing on your fun feddy social media takeover cake that'd be jordan that was jordan (laughs) one look at that and i was like fun feddy that's jordan just dropping some hints on my birthday cake for tomorrow no big deal right happy birthday early jordan yeah 31 the icing on the cake at uh, 12.45. <laughs> so hopefully by the end of this episode, you're going to be able to learn how to get started on your own social media takeover. It's a lot easier said than done, but hey, we're going to walk you through it and hopefully have some fun in the meantime. Absolutely. So, so if you're looking if- to join us live on Facebook, yeah, jump in on the conversation. I know If this is something that you have been thinking about, chances are you have plenty of questions to ask. Feel free. We'll certainly get back to you. We are watching it uh, on my phone, which is where you heard Diane earlier. (laughs) Um, That's what that was. uh, Yeah, I am guilty of the funfetti cake and the uh, phone faux pas. Oh, man. (laughs) Strike against Jordan. It's not even five minutes in. (laughs) So... If you're watching afterward, uh, feel free to email us. You can comment on the feed. We, we check our Facebook page often, too, so we're happy to get back to you. Um, oh, also, there's a one, uh, there's a downloadable one sheet 
we're, we're really with it. You just have to bear with us because we have been producing <laughs> for six weeks, guys. And I want you to tune in tomorrow because you're going to see the culmination of all of our work over the right. last six weeks. And, and it really like, is a fabulous project. It's, it's fabulous, but it's 35 yeah. hours of content. So we're, uh, um, we're not stressed at all, actually, but um, there's not a whole lot left up here and we have to save what we have for tomorrow. Anyway, we have a great one sheet for you, a downloadable one sheet. So um, if you want the one sheet, I believe there's a link in on Facebook, but you could also download it at mnccommunications.com, which kind of helps you walk through if you wanted to do something like this. And I have to tell you, we're very excited about this. We have, we've been doing dress rehearsals this week and it is going to be so much fun. Um, and so since we keep talking about it, I do want to say um, you can go on Facebook at um, LCF America. Um, and so it, that's Lung Cancer Foundation of America, but LCF America, you can go on Twitter tomorrow or you can go on um, Instagram and it's going to be fun, but it's also going to be extremely informative. So if you know of anybody who has lung cancer, if you know of anybody who ha that have family members with lung cancer, this is just a, a, a great fun time to, to see people who are living with lung cancer, which is something that a lot of people don't think that you can do. And we have people who have been living 5, 10, 15 years. Actually, one person who will be on tomorrow has been 18 years, which is phenomenal. And also a lot of great information on how to talk to your doctor, how to get a job, um, and then fun stuff of them showing things like um, there's a cupcake competition with kids. And there's just some really <laughs> fun, cool stuff. Wigs. We're going to do a whole thing on wigs, which whether or not you're part of lung cancer, I got to tell you, the wig thing is really cool. I had a great time with that, especially with COVID and this. So anyway, all right, Sarah, go. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> so let's kick this off. Let's define a, what a social media takeover is. And you might have seen this, um, you know, it's kind of a hot thing. We are doing a little bit of a tweak on it because normally when you, like a brand does a social media takeover, they will partner with influencers and so they will you know say it's like a fashion brand or you know clothes or makeup they will partner with someone who has a huge following uh, hopefully on instagram in particular and they'll say all right uh influencer you take over our channel for 24 hours and um you show off how you use our makeup or style our clothes or you know pet food or whatever the product might be in this instance, we are um, producing a social media takeover on three different channels for our client, Lung Cancer Foundation of America. They have um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. And we, um, part of our work for them is to um, manage a speakers bureau of people who are living with lung cancer or who are family members of people with lung cancer. And all of these folks are living pretty healthy, wonderful, fulfilling lives. And um, what we're doing tomorrow in this social media takeover is dividing this content up. We're bringing all of these people in and we're saying, hey, let's do live conversations and demonstrations of fun stuff on Facebook. And then let's have Twitter chat conversations um, with more details, getting into depth on how research helps you live with lung cancer or conversations with particular lung cancer research investigators um, that we have put together so that there's that kind of um, Twitter conversation going on. 
And then on Instagram, because we all know Instagram is just visual, right? It's just great photos and wonderful fun. So that's where we really get to demonstrate this hashtag for the event. Jordan, you're going to talk about hashtags in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, the hashtag is living with lung cancer. And so we're going to, you know, we have it all set up so that every hour from 5 a.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern is set up with a theme. So, you know, people walking their dogs, people grilling out in the backyard, people, um, you know, with favorite family recipes, people wearing their masks out in public, all of these different themed hours. So these um, so these Speakers Bureau members, folks who are living with lung cancer, have gotten involved and have said, these are the things that living with lung cancer mean to us visually in conversation that we can have back and forth on Twitter. And then these are the things that I do. So it's going to start with a an exercise of one of the guys is an exercise instructor. He's going to do an hour long exercise class to kick off the morning. So you can see how um, we have kind of tweaked this idea of a social media takeover ever so slightly to reflect the um, mission. Ever so slightly. I don't ever think so ever so slightly. <laughs> it's a an intentional. Yes, it's an intentional tweak of a traditional social media takeover campaign to really reflect the goals and the mission of Lung Cancer Foundation of America and to demonstrate that hashtag. So, yeah, I mean, that's what a social media takeover is. And we've seen tons of great examples of, you know, the ways that different companies and different people have, have done these before. And speaking of hashtags, raise your hand here if you follow any type of hashtag on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> so that is going to be a really key focus for us tomorrow is to engage people who may be joining in and watching the feed to use that hashtag. And as Sarah pointed out earlier, it's hashtag living with lung cancer. Because I don't know about you two, you've been working with Lung Cancer Foundation of America a lot longer than I have. But when I joined MNC Communications, I learned so much so quickly about what it is to have lung cancer. And it really cleared up a lot of the stigmas that I had when I thought about, you know, lung cancer patients or cancer patients in general. So we're really hoping that that hashtag living with lung cancer is going to help kick some of those stigmas that people may have to the curb because these people aren't hooked up to an IV in a hospital all day, every day, seven days a These week. These are young people, young exactly. parents, young mothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and they're out there truly living their lives. And, you know, similar to how we're behaving during COVID, staying indoors and such, they're doing a lot of those same behaviors, but we're doing the same stuff at home. And we're really, really excited to showcase some of that. So kind of the PR side of the hashtag thing, this is something that we use um, and we can measure. So Sarah's talking about measurable. So if it's going to be a specific hashtag for an event, I think it's really important that you try to customize it so that you can get a kind of a tally at the end of the day of how many people uh, or pages are retweeting with that well, hashtag or using that hashtag. Be, let's be clear. This is not kind of a tally. Man, we have got objectives. <laughs> we've got measurables. And sure. We are measuring the impact of this event six ways to Sunday. We well, will know. We have the tools to do it too. Right. 
So that's that's how you start out on a social media takeover is establish your objective. So for LCFA, the objective was we will own that living with lung cancer hashtag that will be permanently connected. We will measure um, reach of that hashtag, use of that hashtag. We will measure um, uh, donations was another big one. So they are a, a nonprofit and they use donations to fund uh, young investigator uh, uh, research grants. So, you know, Diane, walk us through the objectives for this particular um, for this particular client, because that's really where you start with a social media takeover campaign. Absolutely. And, you know, let me back up for just a second, because we were having a discussion with them only six weeks ago. We were really talking about um, what can we do to really help them? And it was truly a move the stairs moment. Just remember, move the stairs is when you look what life has given you and you figure out how to make the absolute best of it. So. World Lung Cancer Day is tomorrow, August 1st. Um, we sat there and we thought, what can we do with that in a COVID environment to make the most? Um, the Lung Cancer Foundation of America, um, in the past, in the summer, I apologize, there's a truck going by. I don't know if you can hear that or not, but that's oh my very gosh. clear where I'm at, but it's happening. Um, and hopefully he's going to be gone very soon. Um, but anyway, uh, Normally they have a thing called the day at the races. Well, there's no day at the races this year as their fundraiser. So we were just having a chat and thought World Lung Cancer Day. What could we do? How could we move the stairs? Taking what you have and making the most of it being as creative as possible. And as you, many of you probably know, move the stairs came from a time when I was a television news producer. It was my first field, pro, um, field production opportunity. Um, it was uh, Senator McCain was was up for re-election. We knew he was going to win. But that night at 10 o'clock when the news came on, whoever got him first after he gave his acceptance speech is the station who wins in the journalism world. Nobody else out there probably really cares that much. But in the journalism world, you have to have him first. And for me to be successful that night, I needed to have him first. And when I walked into the ballroom, there was a... Uh, his lectern where he was going to uh, make his acceptance speech and then walk to whoever, whichever station he chose, um, it was up on a platform and on the platform on one side was a set of stairs. Unfortunately, my station platform was on the other side. And so I went and I looked at the stairs and I realized they were just screwed in. So I unscrewed them, big metal stairs, but they had huge rollers on them. With all my might, I lifted them up and rolled them around to the other side and put them in and I moved the stairs and guess who got in first that night. So how do we move the stairs for Lung Cancer Foundation of America? What can we do? Okay, social media takeover, that's interesting, but how do we take it to the next level? What if we do all three channels? What if we do it for the first thing in the morning, Eastern time till um, on, a, on World Lung Cancer Day, where, which already there's a reason to do it, what if we do it where we can go all the way through the day? What if we had lives, okay? What would we do with, uh, with we, could, we could gather all the pictures and theme them. And Sarah came up with these phenomenal ideas so that we can pre-produce. We're actually producing 35 hours of content and we're doing this all in six weeks. But because of the way we break it out, which is what we wanna teach you today, it's manageable. 
we have still worked with every other client. In fact, we've worked with new clients during this six week time. So we've been able to work this into our day. And that's, it's so important by really organizing, thinking and, and, and working with other people, thinking how other people could have fun working with you, moving the stairs that way so that it's a win-win all the way around. So, so our objectives, you, you asked about the objectives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, our objectives, um, we want to make sure that people understand the stigma that you, if you have lungs, you can get lung cancer. This has nothing to do really with smoking. Most people think that um, lung cancer comes from smoking. There is lung cancer that comes from smoking, but the fact of the matter is, is that that is not the majority. Uh, the majority of people who get lung cancer are not smokers. Um, the, the number one group of people who are getting lung cancer at this point are young women, usually in their um, late 30s, early 40s. That whole area is spiking unbelievably. We don't know why. And most importantly, even though this disease kills more people than breast, colon, and prostate combined, fact of the matter is, is that it gets the least federal funding of any other major cancer. So that's why groups like Lung Cancer Foundation of America are so important because they raise funds for this research that is um, the very early research that wasn't getting funded before so that it can be built on and we can have unbelievable breakthroughs, which we have had in the past five years, there's five years, there's been more breakthroughs than there have been in the past 20. So we're making strides, but we have a long way to go. And moving the stairs is one of the ways that MNC can help Lung Cancer Foundation of America really make a difference. And that's what we're going to do tomorrow. Yeah. So when you are thinking about doing a social media takeover, um, and this is what we started six weeks ago. I mean, we had a spreadsheet. And I would bag. suggest you start it before six weeks. I'm just <laughs> going there yeah. right now. Let's let's be honest. That's six weeks is probably a, a little bit of a snuggity timeline, is how I would phrase that. Although I did do two full formal weddings in two weeks. I mean, in six weeks. I planned them in six weeks. So it's kind of my thing. Is six weeks? That's your thing. If you're gonna <laughs> do it. You're gonna do it big. You're gonna do it quick. None of this year and a half stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it and get it done and move on. <laughs> start with a spreadsheet. Start with a, you know, and the, like everybody sees a template. I know you guys. You guys tease me all the time, and I tease me, and I'm the template queen, <laughs> and that's just oh. how that's how producers roll. But as soon as you decide that you're going to do a social media takeover. You need to decide what channels am I going to use? Um, how am I going to measure success? What are my metrics? What is my goal here? Do a, does a takeover on all three of my channels make sense? Should I just concentrate on one? Right? You start wow. there. Go for the, yeah, go for go for the whole enchilada. <laughs> if you are whole enchilada folks, as we are, I would suggest a spreadsheet. Um, and that's where you just sit down and you go, okay, here's all of the hours that we're live on Facebook. Here's all of the time that we're going to be pushing content on Twitter. Here's all of the hours that we're going to be working on Instagram. And like we talked about a minute ago, um, you need to think about what is the, what is the goal of those social media channels, right? You're, you can't do eight hours of live on Instagram. And Instagram really is designed for like, puppies and flowers and sunrises and that kind of stuff. So that's what we designed 
for LCFA is a takeover that capitalized on the unique strengths of each of the social media. So start with a spreadsheet and then start with, you know, crowdsourcing your content. That's, that's another term that you get from the internet. But we reached out to all of these um, patient advocates and said, what would you like to do? What would you like to see? What's interesting to you? And they responded, oh my gosh, they responded. I mean, it was incredible the ideas that they had. So that was the beginning of getting organized on um, this sheer volume of content was to develop a spreadsheet, capitalize on the strengths of each of the social media channels, reach out and do crowdsourced content, and make sure that we had all of the time allotted and accounted for in that spreadsheet. And I've said spreadsheet, I don't know how many times, guys, 17, 47, you know, 222. What I think is if, first up, you have to be excited about it. This cannot be a chore. Um, I remember when I was a news director in Denver and the snow came and everybody's gonna have to stand out in the snow for hours and freeze their butt off. And I said to them, you smile through the whole thing because people love snow. And that's why people come to Denver to live. I don't care how cold you are. I'll do everything I can to help you to be as comfortable as possible. But you love snow and that's the presentation. When you're asking people to do a social media takeover with you and you want them to provide you content, when you're presenting that to them, you have to be so excited. This is going to be so great. And we can't wait to hear your ideas. And those ideas are the best ideas. And how, how fast can we get this content in? So a lot of it is how you reach out and, and your presentation to them so that they will absolutely work with you. And I want to piggyback well, off of Sarah really yeah. quick too, because you are talking about diff, um, uh, through your three channels, your three different channels. I don't think it matters how many followers you have. Right. Use that space. Get your name out there. If you're working to build your channels, oh my gosh, is this not an unbelievable opportunity for you to do so? Mm -hmm. um, don't just push Facebook because you have 5,000 likes. And maybe you have 50 followers on Instagram. My goodness, what an opportunity to grow your Instagram brand, right? Right. Well, and that's think an about, incredible point, yeah. It is. And think about when you're asking somebody, so let's let's go away from nonprofit for a minute and think mm -hmm. about um, uh, B2B or B2C. Um, if, what a great marketing opportunity for you and for whoever you're asking to present on your channel. So it is a win-win from that type of situation. So let's say, um, let's say you're a, a restaurant and you have these fabulous chefs. You have numerous ones there. Um, and you're also looking to hire more chefs for some. So what a great way to reach out to people that you want to meet and say, would you come be part of this? Because we're doing this and maybe you're doing it for a good cause. Maybe I mean, there can be all kinds of reasons why you're doing it. But it's a great opportunity to bring other people in who also now have the opportunity to talk about what they do and what they love. And everybody wins because people are watching your channel because it's so interesting. And then you're having them talk about what they do and what they're experts at. Well, I think that's how you create enthusiasm for it. Mm -hmm. um, and you could do this no matter what your your industry. You Certainly nonprofits make a whole lot of sense. Um, schools, universities have done a number of these takeovers. Um, you know, they'll take like the student athletics or they'll take a, uh, 
you know, different groups or, or, or uh, an entire college within the university. Um, but you could certainly, I mean, if you're a widget maker, you know what, reach out to your, like, your most excited advocates who are constantly posting on your channels saying, this is the best widget I've ever had. And I love using it this way. And I love using it that way. And that's really what you're doing is creating that excitement. I think uh, we can use the example because we won't say who it is, but, we, but there is a company that makes smokers and chefs all over the country use the smoker. Mm -hmm. What a great opportunity to bring all the chefs on right different times right to do their own recipes to talk about how they use the smoker what kind of pellets do you use in the smoker what kind of wood do you use in the smoker i mean you could i mean right there and what's your rub have, and what's your favorite cut exactly. and what do you what's drink rub, we just filled 12 hours right there right. with really interesting fun stuff that's very promotable yeah promotable and reusable too Right. Because That's, you can yeah. take snippets from that and continue, you know, your um, maybe it's the social media takeover that kicks off a campaign and you're right. constantly I mean, you have just hours of content, days of content that you can then break down into smaller portions to push out on your social media channels. But I think it's really important to to stay focused on your social media channels and what makes most sense for those social media channels. For instance, Facebook. We're probably not going to deep dive into a technical conversation on Facebook. It seems more like a Twitter thing to me. Um, and you're certainly not going to do that on Instagram. <laughs> That's more of Sarah's puppy and flower photos and kittens. And brunch and, 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 oh, and brunch, coffee. And, yeah. Sunrise and sunset and all of that good stuff. Because you're trying to use the proper to channel to not only promote your brand or business, but also optimize your engagement. So if you're posting content that's not going to be that engaging on that channel, put it on a different channel or don't use it at all. So you have to be really thoughtful about what you're going to do for that. So Facebook is where we're doing a lot of our live conversations just because it's so it allows us not only to go live, but there are live videos literally playing 24 seven on Facebook. So it's a proper medium for that. As opposed to Twitter, where, yeah, you can go live on Periscope, but it's it's one of those deals where once you click that live button, if I refresh my feed, you're gone. Right. So on Facebook, that's not the case. On Facebook's algorithms really prioritize that live medium. And the longer you're live on Facebook, the more engagement you're going to get to. So it's a really good opportunity to take advantage of that. You know, Jordan, I was thinking about CBD. I mean, think on Facebook, you could have something about you have education you can have how it re, how it's relaxing you could talk mm -hmm. about different ways people are using it you can talk about whether it's gummies and what's going on or what's going on in production as, as far as hemp i mean there's so many things that you can do what does a tincture do i mean i'm just thinking there are so many things how to use it for exercise how to use it right. so again it's for facebook that makes perfect sense and you can draw in those guests like your chief medical officer to come in and really explain how things sure, you work. could do a walkthrough of the manufacturing facility sure. or bottling i mean the behind the scenes thing really is kind Absolutely. of yeah that's kind of the perfect thing for social media mm -hmm. is to get that behind the scenes look of hey you know peek behind the curtain take a look at this you know and it it encourages or it engenders a sense of transparency so right. we're not hiding anything this is behind the scenes in our 
um, you know, kitchen our or our yeah. manufacturing facility or whatever the world right. is, you know, we're, we're, we are wanting to show you the, the whole thing um, so that you really create that kind of relationship with, um, with your followers. And the other thing is you can do what we call as live, which is where it's going to be a live intro, but then you're going to throw to some video that you've already shot. And that can be a live walkthrough, but it's on tape. And you've been, so you have been able to do a little bit of editing and then you can bring in pictures. I mean, so, so for that half hour or that hour that you're doing on whatever that topic is, um, there, there are a lot of people who will be a little uncomfortable being on that long. Am I going to be able to do it? But if you have a host who knows where you're going, mm -hmm. can ask questions and lead those people through their live shot, and they know you're going to verbally give them time cues, you're going to lead them to the next part, the next segment of the live shot, it really helps give everybody a sense of comfort and fun while they're doing it. What does this sound like? What does it sound? It seems like maybe like we're all out of television news. Sounds <laughs> like a morning show to me. <laughs> Except for the producer yelling in my ear to rap, 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 rap. rap, rap. rap. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's really um, the experience that we're drawing on, right? Because all three of us are former television news journalists. Right. And this is, um, you know, it's it's kind of the new way of um, creating television content right. um, and organizing something like this. It's we're using the exact same skills and the exact same production techniques. And the, the cool thing is anybody can do this now. We do it right. with our computers. We do it with our phones. We do like everybody's used to Zoom and recording right. calls and like shabam that is just no problem at all you don't have to have a gazillion dollar television studio downtown mm -hmm. to do right. a project like this so this is a really really approachable um tactic that you can weave into um a larger pr strategy and grow your your business and um you know become a thought leader in your own industry I think that's a really good point, Sarah, because if you look at what journalism is doing in 2020, you have reporters that are using all different mediums to tell their story. So you have your you have your piece that airs on the five o'clock news, but throughout the day, they may be sending out pictures on Twitter, um, pictures on Instagram, um, maybe a poll on Twitter would be more appropriate. So kind of like we do for the social media takeover, we're really focused on what medium is going to help us drive that engagement and also get our story across. And in this case, it's LCFA and living with lung cancer. Absolutely. And this is a perfect time for us to tell you this. It's this isn't rocket science. I truly mean that. And we have a three step downloadable sheet for you to kind of get you started thinking about the things that you have to do in the order that you have to do them. Um, and I really suggest that you take those and uh, download that sheet. If you want to do something like this, and if you don't want to tackle all three channels once, or and of course, YouTube could be on that, depending mm -hmm. on your target audience, you might think Snapchat. You want to think about what audience you're going after. Um, but it's really something that's very fun, very doable, and especially when you kind of break it down, and that's the key break it down and everybody has their own part to it and they're accountable and they do a good job, you're going to have a fantastic production 
that people are going to watch and then it's going to live somewhere where they can go back and watch it again. And hopefully all those people that are involved, they're all going to share. So think how we're expanding now. As Jordan says, who cares how many followers you have on your channels? If you've got 10, 12 people involved in this and they're all sharing too, that's going to be phenomenal because those people are all going to come and see the type of thing that you're doing. Yeah. So let's get into some of the nitty gritty. So let's revisit my spreadsheet. Because I'll tell you what, I live and die by that spreadsheet. And we have a color code system. I mean, Wait, it I just is. This, I did have to stop you for a minute because Jordan took a big swig and it looked like a Coors Light. I just wanted to ask you what <laughs> It the could heck? be. I wouldn't blame him. I it wouldn't even turn you into HR today, pal. If they want to sponsor this live stream, uh, by all means, but it's uh, a lot of what we've had for this caffeine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a side. That's all I thought was. That was like a Coors Light. <laughs> you know what? Good on him. Good on him. <laughs> I am all for it. Big fan. It's afternoon. So. Supervisor Jordan. I don't know what to <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, delegate city right like how are you, do you delegating me to get a Coors Light is that what's happening let us wrap the show Jordan yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah we have worked um now all three of us have worked on on huge elements of this project but um as with any big project um, you know, you you have one project manager and you've got one set of documents that you execute against. And so that spreadsheet that we put together at the beginning, right? All the pieces. The project manager. Sarah is the, she's the organizer of all organizers. I just have to say. I organize everything. She so does. on that spreadsheet, I mean, we're like, we're commenting. We're, you know, hey, where are we on this? And do you have that? And is this recorded? Yes, this is turned in. Change it to green. And, and then reaching out to make sure that all of the participants, because that's, here's the, if there's a, if there is a place where something's going to fall through the cracks, it's going to be between us being super organized and thinking about this kind of 24-7 and people who are living their lives and they have families and jobs and dogs and like 400 other things that they're working on and they're living with lung cancer and like our social media takeover and their little position in it is not at the forefront of their minds understandably so um that's where um these regular check-ins and being really really consistent about not just delegating and then expecting them to come and have a, a full plan the day before we go live. But man, we have been checking in with them, you know, multiple times a week in the meantime to make sure that, you know, how's your idea going? If there are pieces, parts that you need to pre-produce, like photos you need to gather up or, uh, you know, Lisa today, we were talking to her and she had to go shoot a video in her garden because the Wi-Fi doesn't work out there. Mm -hmm. So she had to go shoot that video. Her husband shot it. She texted it to me on my phone. I get that video, make sure that it's loaded up. And then we get her on the phone on, on Zoom today and walk through, okay, here's when we're going to show that video. And here's what we're going to talk about before and after that video. So delegating by delegating, I don't mean, Jordan, you're in charge of this and you, it better be done. And I'm not going to worry about it again until we go live. That's not a great delegation technique. You delegate and then you make sure that you've got places where you can touch base, check in, 
solve problems, make sure that everybody's clear, make sure that if something needs to be adjusted, that you've got somewhere to go from here. And, and they have to be comfortable. That's key. So um, we're using some new technology for us. Guys, I'm so sorry. Thank you, I just Kim. Okay, so Kim is the founder of Lung Cancer Foundation of America, and this is she said that that was wonderful. Um, but it's so important. So you you want to balance though. These are the people we're dealing with for this one tomorrow are lung cancer patients. Some of them have no evidence of disease now, which is fabulous, mm -hmm. but others are going through chemo and radiation um, that they may have an immunotherapy that where they get a little bit tired. So mm -hmm. with each one of them, we thought about how do we check in enough, mm -hmm. but how do we not bug the living daylights out of them? How do we work around their schedules? How do we make sure that we do a, a, a tech check-in where they're really comfortable with the technology that we're using. And then let's do, um, so there was an initial discussion, there was a tech check-in, and then we did a dress rehearsal with them. Um, so that by tomorrow, they're feeling like, oh, this is, gonna, this is gonna be fun because if they're having fun, that's gonna come across and we're gonna have so much more impact with what we're doing. I think what's really unique for us too is this isn't the only project we've worked with the, the Speakers Bureau. As right. Sarah pointed out at yeah. the beginning of the video, um, we oversee and, and help this, this uh, patient advocate Speakers Bureau um, put themselves out there so that their story can be told. Uh, living with lung cancer can be brought to light. The funding issues of lung cancer can be brought to light. So we're really fortunate enough to have worked with these people in the past. And if you're trying to do a social media takeover, you may not have that luxury. So I think as Diane pointed out, it's really important to kind of measure the water temperature a little bit, figure out, you know, who you could maybe get in touch with twice a week and who maybe you only need to get in touch with once a month because, you know, they're on top of it. I think that's really important. And one of the things I want to get back to Sarah and your calendar, because you spearheaded this, everything made the calendar. And I don't know about you, Diane, but that calendar was my lifeline through this entire project. Well, and it is our lifeline on a daily basis that whether sure. we're, you know, we meet every Monday on the calendar. And then every morning we talk about what are the things that we're going to get done that day, especially in this virtual world where you're not in the same building. Um, I'll be pretty honest with you. Even if you are in the same building, everybody is clear on what the goals are for the end of the day Man, it makes life so much easier and accountability then is not something where you're holding somebody accountable but where people are excited about being accountable and if they're having a problem they know that they have people who are going to back them up and help them and so making sure that you're on top of that and making accountability a very positive thing and certainly when you're working with volunteers that is a special skill to do that and to make them understand that you get them the same would be, though, if um, going back to um, our, our smoker uh, example with all the chefs, they're all working. I mean, we know how chefs work, how hard chefs work. If you're trying to organize chefs around the country, which we have for a number of organizations through, throughout the years, um, you need to make sure that you figure out what are their hours when you don't want to mess with them. Right. And what days are they off and are they are they open to doing this when they're off or would they rather do it right before they go in for their shift 
because they work so so crazy hours, long hours, and they work hard. So always putting yourself in the shoes of the person you're asking to help you is so very, very important. But yet, at the same you? time, you've got to make sure that they are comfortable with everything. There's going to be no surprises. And I think the other thing is, Sarah, then I apologize, but the other thing is you must make sure that they know that you have their back. If it all goes to hell, and I am sure at one point tomorrow, it will all go to hell. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, there's one, two and three backups, right, Sarah? Yeah, that's a really good point. Now, what I want to just say about chefs is I will work with a chef any day because you know what? <laughs> The kitchen could no, be burning down and they will, if they say that they are going to serve a dish of, you know, the best barbecue you've ever had at 402, it will hit the table at 401 and 58 seconds. Like chefs are our awesome. kind of people, <laughs> our kind of people. And they feed you and, you know, can't go wrong there. But, but your point is really well taken. Um, we have set up in dish spreadsheet that I love so much. Um, lots and lots and lots. Like of, that only every now and then I trust. Thank I'm God. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little worried, Sarah, but. I know. That's, that's my son's, you know, basement of the science building. So we have set up all of this additional content and we have made it really, really clear to all of the speakers bureau, these, these patient advocates, volunteers, they're like, what if I get a power hit? You know, it's a, a lightning storm. What if my computer goes down? What if my kids get on Wi-Fi and everything crashes? And we're like, hey, hey, it's all right. We got gotcha. you. Like we can tap dance. Clearly we can tap dance. <laughs> like Dickens. We can fill time. But we also are lucky enough to be working with a team where they have um, worked on patient advocate videos, interviews with doctors and researchers. Oh my gosh, you better believe that's queued up all day long on that spreadsheet. They have worked on podcasts um, that are beautifully displayed on LCFA's um, podcast page and you can search them by tags. So, you know, if somebody goes down and I see them reconnecting in, in StreamYard, I'm like, hey, you know what? No big deal. We'll get them in. But let me show you this stuff that they worked on, this wonderful project called First Seven Days. That's everything that you need to know about um, what the information that you need to gather in the first seven days after a, a cancer diagnosis. And we can talk about that for two, three minutes while they get their Wi-Fi sorted out and get reconnected and call back in. So we've really developed um, a, a way to protect the host. So the host has something to talk about if the live person goes down. So you're not, you know, like deer in the headlights on camera going, where do I, what do I talk about now? And we've created a way to protect the people, the patient advocates who don't do this on a daily basis are a little bit nervous, a little bit concerned, you know, don't know what to do if they have a technical problem because we're all having technical problems. My thing just died the battery so i've got one ear and i've already figured out that if this one dies i can disconnect from my computer and i can just have a conversation on my laptop but you know we're all used to that and we kind of know how to do that so we've we've put all of this backup content into place to protect our live person and also to protect our, our speakers bureau members so that they are more comfortable with what we're asking them to do and this is where you use your calendar too. As you're setting your checkpoints and check-ins and deadlines, you are planning for this because you know what? It doesn't matter if that content doesn't see the light of day on your social media takeover. 
you can use it down the road for another social media campaign or the same one later on. But trust me, we've all been there as former journalists <laughs> having that backup in case your live shot goes down. And I'm talking about you, Sarah, being the former producer. Diane, too, uh, can be a wicked lifesaver. Pardon the New England there, but it can be a real lifesaver in case something happens. So make sure you have that built into your calendar, that backup stuff just to buy you a little bit of tap dancing time. You don't have to be a foreign journalist. Can I tell you how I learned that that the hard way? Do you (laughs) guys, Jordan, you won't remember this at all, but Diane, you will. Do you remember the new Carissa, the ship that capsized off the edge of Oregon? Like 20 some odd years ago. Don't, don't, don't do do dates, please. Okay. So this ship like was capsized on the beach. And so all of the teams from Portland, I was in Portland at the time, they sent live crews down and this was back in the time that you had to have a live truck and it like the moon had to be full on a Tuesday to bounce the signal <laughs> from the coast of Oregon back to the shop in, in Portland. And day after day after day, they would send down all these full crews. And this went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then on the weekend, guess what? It is me and it is one guy running the live truck and he's got a live shot and that's it. And there's this huge storm blowing in and the boat is rocking and we go live and I see the camera go, bam, camera falls over. Live truck guy isn't answering the phone. (laughs) Nobody's there. I have nothing to go to. They didn't send the package up. I had, and I'm yelling. The package is the story. The package is the package story. Is the story. I had nothing to go to. So I'm screaming, screaming, screaming at the poor meteorologist, which is probably why I'm so mean to you, Jordan. <laughs> and I can hear him. We're trying to go to him live and he's still in the hallway. Oh, he's running gosh. to the studio. I have literally nowhere to go. Nothing to look at. Nothing. So this is the kind of experience that we bring like we we have gotten burned oh yeah. you know oh. many many times we don't even want to get started on the stories because that's a <laughs> oh, we'll go on and on actually that'd be a very fun move the stairs our worst stories from news um and we oh, have still two that hours. one would have to have beer hours. associated with it <laughs> <laughs> We can do that. One of us would slip and name names, so we can't do that. No, no, no. no. You know I have some. We have names. Very good. Don't make us share the name. I'm going to pull this Bring us back. Yeah, back onto the tracks. Next week, what are we doing? Yeah, every week. If you're new to the Move the Stairs video, um, welcome. And thanks for joining us. But And we do this every week. And next week, we're going to be talking about how you can protect your brand and your business like we typically do. This week was kind of a little bit of an offshoot, a special occasion, but we're pretty excited about it. It's building a brand. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be talking about the best practices in a COVID-19 world when you're talking to the media. And boy, <laughs> that's something we know how to do, but it's also something that seems to change on a day-to-day basis, and it, depending on who you're talking to, depends on your tone and how you're going to go about approaching the media or them approaching you, how you handle that. So if media is scary, our goal next week is to make you not nearly as scared um, after you watch or move the stairs from a chat. We have one tip in particular that will get you out of 99% of the negative situations. One tip. 
it makes all the difference. So how yeah. about how about that for a tease? I'm that was gonna say. <laughs> That's a tease and a half. Yeah. So both of my uh our AirPods have died at this point. So you can see, like we're just rolling through all the technical challenges. So that's what we're going to do tomorrow. But now, and we've kind of mentioned a couple of these, but let's walk through, because I'll tell you what, the toolbox on this project is really um, something incredible. So this is the icing on the, what, Funfetti cake? Funfetti cake. The Funfetti birthday boy cake for tomorrow. <laughs> All right, let's go through this Funfetti cake. Now that means I have to go buy a cake tonight. No, you just... Right, I think we're gonna yeah. need cake tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but I would say that the first the first uh, sprinkle on our funfetti cake is tools, and we have used some tools like we have used and used and used the tools on this one. So let's go through the list really quick. We have done a gazillion and a half meetings on Zoom, as we all have. And there are a little bit of challenges for sure because we've got everybody has overburdened Wi-Fi and you know you're on mute and the whole thing. But I'll tell you what, people have gotten really, really good at Zoom calls. It's a tremendous way. That's how we keep in touch in different locations, and it's a tremendous way also to um, do these as live content and tape some things ahead of time for people who couldn't be live tomorrow. So Zoom, you know, massively, massively helpful tool. If you and can um, I say when you're doing Zoom, think about whether you want to record in gallery. I mean, if you're going to, especially if you're doing your pre-recording, do you want to record pre-recording gallery because you want to have automatic um, reaction so people can see, especially if it's a, if it's a group of people, gallery's better. Or do you want the speaker view where the person is popping up who's talking? Remember that when that's happening. If the person who's listening moves, that person pops in too. So you're you've got this kind of which I actually kind of like because it's much more interesting than somebody just sitting there and talking. So, but you want to think about that. I also think we use chat in Zoom more than we ever have used before. Um, that you know, you think of Zoom and you think you're just talking back and forth, but the chat function has become very very important to us. And a lot of the people who we're dealing with are losing the background. Um, so the Zoom backgrounds that they, they really like. Um, but, but when you look at them, remember that if you've got them there, they have to be lit well, especially if you're, if you're recording. What's behind them is really important. Um, please don't have them in a bedroom. I just saw I just saw a local news station and the people had set up their thing in a bedroom. I'm like, no, don't. If you have walls, use them. And for the um, so, love of God, don't do it in the bathroom either, because oh, there, there was a new faux pas there. That... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, so, yes. We do love Zoom. Yeah. Well, and that's just, we've been, we couldn't do it without Zoom. They, it, it has been a tremendous tool um, all the way along in this organizational process. Um, just one tip, by the way, and we have reminded all of our speakers of this, anybody who's going live, Y'all check your computer before you share your screen. You check your tabs that are open. You check the photos that are up behind because if you've got naked baby photos, well, those are darling and I would go gaga over them. You may not need everybody in the world seeing your naked baby photos or your naked not baby photos or whatever else you've got going on your computer. So make sure that people are well, checking. 
or your um, stock portfolio or your bank account. Right. All that stuff that we check all the time. Yeah. Or so. the emails or the whatever. So um, one, you know, one good tip, uh, and actually I'm doing this right now. I have moved the windows that I'm using for this presentation into a separate browser. So I have two tabs open. I have the one with the social media takeover graphic and I have the StreamYard tab. That's it. So um, I have closed all those other windows. If I happen to share my screen now, that's all you'd see it, other than my standard background. So just make sure that you do a double check because good golly, you don't want to get caught on that one. So my 20, my 20 tabs shouldn't be open later. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so the other thing you've heard us mention is this tool called StreamYard. I'm sure that there are other ones. Um, Ecamm Live is one that we use for a little bit. Um, StreamYard is what is allowing us to bring all three of us into a um, central location and stream out over Facebook and YouTube. So tomorrow we're going to be streaming live on Facebook and YouTube for Lung Cancer Foundation America at the same time. And um, this platform it has been, in our experience so far, super stable, uh, really easy to use. You can see that we've got a really nice customizable background. You can drop in, um, you know, the little live banner. So we've created a live banner. Um, we've got the background for branding. Um, so tomorrow when we, um, and we've created those all custom for um, Lung Cancer Foundation of America. So it's really super convenient. And then you'll also notice like a few minutes ago, we pulled in some comments um, as the Facebook comments are coming in, right? You can get this integration of the comments from Facebook. And you can see them and answer them live. Yes, yeah, right, live. And they're they're from the same platform. They're, they're a third of your screen when you're recording, which is really, or when you're pushing your live shot. So, so you can see what's happening and who's talking, that type of yeah. thing. Yeah, and so you can see, you know, I'm able to respond. And so I can pull this response, but this also is posted on the Facebook stream, comment stream. So it's a super, super convenient tool. And um, it's, it's making all the difference in the live thing tomorrow. Yep. So what other tools, Jordan? I mean, you're the tool guy. What, what, what's our toolbox, man? Well, uh, you probably don't need to use it, but I used Premiere quite a bit, Adobe Premiere, to do some video editing because as Diane had talked about what an as live looks like, um, as folks are sending us their material, sometimes you want to put in a little dissolve here, adjust the volume there. Um, it's really helpful to do that. It, right? I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, we did a Zoom uh, interview the other day with the, and, and I didn't want to end the Zoom call because the minute I ended the call, it would just push it to the video going up. So I had to say thank you to everybody. This mm -hmm. is what's coming next. I don't want all of that on my video that's going to go out. So that will be cut off the end of it and edited, just edited down. But and you, you, don't, even, you don't even have to use Premiere. You can use iMovie too. I that's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's a really easy one that's, that's free. It's loaded on your Mac. If you're working on a Mac, man, you've got most of these tools already. We have used the bejabbers out of Dropbox. Um, I mean, shoving huge amounts of video content, you know, getting it in from people around the country, um, sending it to an editor, sending it to each other, sending it out for approval. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody uses Dropbox, but that's been another critical, critical tool. Jordan, um, 
now we're not scheduling all this stuff in Sprout, but you're our Sprout user. So explain how LCFA is using Sprout to schedule all of this content coming out and using it um, to really uh, give us metrics on this campaign. Well, and yes. promote, which I, I just want to really push that, is that if you do all this work, don't just come up live, promote the heck out of it for at least a week beforehand so people know about it, right? Yeah, it doesn't cost a lot of money to boost the post on uh, Facebook, as we, as we know, and you actually get pretty good reach from that, too. But Sprout is one of the uh, little pieces of social media software where you can bulk upload a bunch of pre-recorded material. So if on Twitter, um, maybe it's drip campaign, as we have planned for tomorrow, for whatever theme you may have going for that um, period of time, we're doing a lot of hour-long um, campaigns. Same goes for Instagram. You could do it on Facebook too. So we use this every day for MNC and for some of our clients as well. But one thing Sprout allows you to do is take a real deep dive into the engagement metrics. So you can see the impressions, you can see the engagements. It's If it's a video, you can see the average amount of time somebody watched that video. Um, you can see the number of views that the video got. So while you can get some of this stuff from the native platforms, like going into your Facebook analytics or Twitter analytics, same with Instagram, this kind of puts it all in one spot for you and gives you a few things that those other platforms um, won't as easily give you, I should say. So I think it's a really, really cool tool that, I mean, I'm excited to see the numbers tomorrow. Hey, oh, Sarah, yeah. you and I are both like analytic nerds. Yeah, so <laughs> this is going to be really I'm cool. I just want the clients to be really happy. That's my goal. Yeah. yeah. I want us to raise tons of money, which would be great. Yeah. So, Diane, you mentioned this a minute ago. Explain what a Swiss cheese release is in terms of promoting this event and, and using the people who are going to be involved in the event to promote it themselves. So what Sarah did was she wrote this beautiful release um, about what's going to happen, which we sent out. But then we took it and we modified it so <laughs> that each um, Speakers Bureau member, each person who's going to be on tomorrow could put their name in. Could um, So the, it's the basic release. And then instead of saying LP, um, LCFA Speakers Bureau, we put um, enter your name here. So Diane Mulligan will be on tomorrow. and. Um, and she is a lung cancer patient and a little bit about them and a little bit about why, what they're doing. And then there's a place for them to say why it's important to them that they're doing this. And then they, that's all they have to put in. So it's really like five minutes of adding a little bit of information that personalizes that release. And then they have a list of all of the media in their local area so that they can push that to the local media. And we have had really nice response from local media around yep. the country, our Speakers Bureau members around the country. And remember, you can do this with clients. You can do this with people who you want to be customers. It's a fabulous way to market your company to do something like this. Um, and you help them with five minutes, you give them a list and say, send it to these people. And the media responds. Um, and then we go through a whole training with them to fact of the matter is, is that this is a, a professional release, but it's personalized and it takes five minutes for the person that you want to send it out to person. And it's a delegation. It's another one of those delegation things. Instead of you us having, the tools. yeah, right. Instead of us having to pitch 
18 cities, 18 local um, affiliates around the country, each one of them having probably five or six, maybe 10 um, members of the media that we want to pitch. You're up to 180 pitches at that point. That's a lot of pitching. Now we can put out that Swiss cheese release to everybody saying, this is how you do it. And it empowers them. And now they're getting a personal relationship as well with the media, which is a, a great thing to do. So, and we're getting some nice coverage uh, as a promotion, free promotion. And then it's as important the day of and post promotion, all of that is going to help you build your tribe. And when you talk about brand protection, remember, we always talk about when you build that loyal following and something goes wrong, you have your trust bucket filled People give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, and somebody attacks you on social media, your tribe comes in, in and says, that's not right. This is who they really are. That's what you want to do for, from a brand protection standpoint. And that's where something like this can help with brand protection while you're building your brand at the same time. So it all goes hand in hand.